Hello, my fellow dream chasers and entrepreneurs and big thinkers out there. Welcome back to the Dreamology Podcast. This is your host, Tim Bishop. Hope everyone's doing really well, having a great day. Happy Monday. Mondays are amazing. I love Mondays. You should too. Reminder as to why we are here. You know, the Gen Z dream chasers and entrepreneurs like you and me, we're being failed by the current education system. We're not learning the things that we need to learn to live happy and healthy lives and how to successfully do the things that we want to do with our life. And so this podcast was created to teach us the subject that school didn't teach us. Dreamology. Dreamology is the study of how to make your dreams a reality. No BS, no subjects that don't matter, just you, your dreams, your goals, and your happiness. Every episode is made to give you a new mindset, a tool, or a strategy for making daily progress towards your dreams. Really, my big goal here is, you know, I want to reach my full potential as a human being, and I want to help you do the same. I truly believe that Gen Z is going to change the world. But before you can change the world, you must learn how to change yourself, transform yourself, grow yourself, become the person you need to become in order to do the things that you want to do. And so on this episode of Mindset, we are going to be talking about how to overcome fear and gain confidence. So first, I'm going to ramble a bit about some very important Uh, points that aren't in any particular order, but then I'm going to share two strategies, one for overcoming fear and then uh, three strategies for gaining confidence, all kind of related, uh, just different sides of the coin. So I'm going to start it off with a Mark Twain quote. Maybe you've heard this quote, maybe you haven't, but it's a beautiful quote. And the quote is, is that courage is not the absence of fear. It's acting despite fear being present. So the reason why this episode wasn't titled Eliminating Fear is because eliminating fear is not really on the table. The idea is overcoming it, acting despite it. You see, fear is wired into the human being. We are made to have fear because it's a survival mechanism, right? Without fear... Uh, a lot of us would be dead. Humans might not even be be alive today, right? Fear is what keeps us alive. It's what sends us a signal, hey, something might be wrong or this might be dangerous. But the reality is, is that humans have evolved and society has evolved. And a lot of our fear sensors still trigger in the same way that they used to when we were living in the wild and in more tribal times. But a lot of these fear sensors aren't needed as much as they were used to be needed. And so what we have to get good is very good at deciphering when is it real fear versus when is it not real fear? When is it just fear that our brain is telling us, hey, this is dangerous, when in reality, it's nothing to worry about and you can still act on despite the fear being present. And so just wanted to make that point very clear before we dive in. So one thing we have to do here, and I've heard this on a lot of uh, interviews, I've heard this from a lot of my guests, is to get honest. Admit that you are afraid. This is one of the first steps, like anything, right? Admitting it. You know, a lot of us want to push off the fear for other reasons because no one wants to admit they're afraid to do something. I don't want to do that because I don't know. I just maybe it's not my thing or I don't know. Like maybe I won't like it as much or this could happen or... The reality is that usually if you don't 
if you aren't doing something that you want to do, it's because you're afraid. And to get very hyper aware and be able to label that and admit it is the first step because you can say, okay, step one, I'm afraid. And that's okay. And now you say, all right, Tim, well, what do I do now? Well, that is what we're going to be talking about here. What do you do when you acknowledge that you are afraid and how do you act despite that fear? So one thing that I've heard of, and this is still kind of the rambling thing, is the fear chase, right? The idea of doing one thing that pushes you outside your comfort zone, that scares you, just to show you that it's okay. Go talk to that cute girl. Go try that thing. Go start that business. Um, on a smaller level, right? Just do something little, like maybe it's reach out, reaching out to someone, someone you want to get in touch with. Maybe it is just going to the gym for the first time. However big or small it might be, the idea of fear chasing is getting you in the habit of acting despite fear being present. Another point to be made here is that no one knew shit when they were beginning either, right? We're all afraid of things. And even a lot of the big dogs are still afraid, right? But we got to think way back to the beginning, right? We look at these big people and we say, oh, man, I, I can't do what they did. I'm too afraid. I'm not, I'm not as confident as they are. I'm not as successful as they are. It's like, yeah, no shit. They put in the work to get to where they needed to be. So here's a list of examples. Walt Disney. Walt Disney was fired because editor said he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. Oprah was fired for being too emotionally invested in her stories. Thomas Edison's teacher said he was too stupid to learn anything. Vincent Van Gogh sold only one painting in his lifetime. Colonel Sanders' recipe was rejected 1,009 times before KFC was created. J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter was rejected 12 times, and now it is the highest-selling series of all time. So why do we know about these people today? Because they didn't quit. They didn't let fear stop them. Even though they failed, even though no one believed in them, even though people told them things that, hey, you're not good at this, they didn't let that fear overwhelm them. But it's kind of comforting, right, to know that, hey, we all started from the same beginnings. If Thomas was told that he was too stupid or if Walt Disney was that he lacked imagination, what have I not believed about myself because somebody told me something? What have I been fearful of because I feel like I'm not filling the blank of something? I'm not smart enough. I'm not old enough. I'm not experienced enough. Whatever it is, it's just a word you're throwing in there. The reality is that this is just fear holding you back. And once you can start to understand that we all start somewhere, we all start with our flaws, we all start with reasons why we couldn't do it, it levels the playing field and says, okay, what separates the people from those who don't get it done and those at the end of the day who do achieve their dreams is that they act. They act despite being too something, despite being fearful. And so I find this comforting that I'm no different than any other human being out there who decided to go do something incredible. The difference is, is that they committed to the lifelong pursuit of doing what they love. They didn't worry about when it would happen and eventually they changed the world. Another thought on my mind about how to overcome fear and gain confidence is fall in love with the process, not the outcome. And I've been talking about this a lot recently because we're all kind of afraid of the outcome, right? Well, what if I fail? Or what if it doesn't work out? Or what if my family or friends judge me? So the reality is, is that the outcome 
is oftentimes very uncontrollable. You know, we don't always control how things are going to turn out. But that's okay because what we can do is stop thinking so much about the outcome and fall in love with the process. If you know that you're going to love doing something, you know, I want to start that business, I want to train for this marathon, I want to improve my overall health and happiness and well-being, don't think about what the outcome is going to be. Think about what the process is going to be like, how you can fall in love with that. You know, because the real goal here is to do what we love every single day, to live a life of meaning, a life of purpose, a life of inspiration. Outcomes, future outcomes never really exist. Today exists. The process exists. And so how can you think more about today and what's happening today and how you're being your best self today and not about what's going to happen in the future? couple more things before I get to the tools that I want to share for how to overcome fear and gain confidence. This kind of goes with what I was just saying in that stop worrying about the outcome. But now I'm going to talk about the outcome because understand that everything you do in your process of life is building you for something greater. There is no failure. This is what I realized over the course of my life. Look, I'm only 23 years old, but I've tried five or six businesses at this point. I failed in a lot of things. I've tried a lot of different career paths, and I was bouncing around to different things. I've struggled with anxiety. I've struggled with identity, with confidence a lot of times, um, and a lot, a lot more things. And what I realized is that all of these pains and struggles I was going through were simply building me for something bigger. Now, here I am today running a podcast, working on two businesses, living with my best friends. I'm doing a lot of the things that I love to do, and my life, as I would say, is at an incredible spot. But I had a lot of failures along the way, and all these different things, I think, are just building me. And so when people, you know, I think a great example is is a breakup or doing a job that you don't want. People are like, oh, that was such a waste of time. I wasted two years. I don't believe in that notion. There is no waste of time. There's only lessons learned. Think about it. If you did something for two years and now you know you hate it, great. That is one thing off the list of things that you want to do in your life. You went through a relationship and you broke up. You probably learned a fuck ton about yourself, right? Breakups are some of the biggest self-educators in the world. With everything in life, there is a lesson. There is something that is being uh, cued into action. And it's not always great, right? It isn't always great. Like Think about what's happening right now in the world, right? We're being exposed to a lot of racial injustices that we should have had our eyes open to before. And it's been horrendous right here in Minneapolis to watch the murder of George Floyd and now Jacob Banks and... Um, Brianna Taylor, and you know, so many more names I could list off. But now look at how many people are feeling called to serve and to say, screw this, man. I want to live in an equal world. I want to live in a world where black people don't have to fear to go outside or to be killed or shot for no reason. I'm getting emotional talking about this because even the most the most painful moments have cued and led into the the biggest social movements that we've seen in modern day. This year has been been amazing. Look at the, what the NBA is doing. Look at what so many individuals are doing. Uh, even right here in Minneapolis, guys like PJ Hill, who I just had on the podcast, Royce White, uh, and many more. And so, like I said, I'm getting emotional right now because everything that happens 
you have to somehow find a way to learn from it. I'm reading the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark, Man- Mark Manson. And he says, look, not everything in our life is our fault, but it's our responsibility how we will respond. And so when you understand that the entire process is building that there's no failures, when the failure hits, it is your responsibility to look at it and say, okay, what can I learn from this and how can I be better? That's it. That is how failure works. It doesn't mean it doesn't suck at times because it does suck and it can be painful and it can be emotional. But eventually you harness that pain and you move forward. And lastly, before I get to my two tools, there's nothing to fear. It sounds like the most cliche and obvious point. But like I said at the beginning, our brain has been hardwired to be fearful out of a survival mechanism. But did you know that the same part of our brain that's afraid when we see a lion can also be triggered when we see an email from our boss? Two extremely different things, right? Very different things occurring. But our fear triggers are all happening in the amygdala, the same place, and they did studies and there is triggers in the same area when people are feeling anxiety or fear around around doing something related to um, responding to a boss or responding to a big project as there is when you see a lion. So a lot of these fears are like, okay, let's be honest, those are not equal things. My boss not as scary as a lion, hopefully. But it's, it's holding us back. This fear is holding us back. And so what I realized in today's world is that 95% of fear is irrelevant. Because really, what are we afraid of? We're afraid of not of being broke, losing money, or dying. Those are the only the only two real things on planet Earth, I believe, fears, going broke and dying. I can't afford to live, or two, I'm dead. Besides that, most fears, and this is a generalization, so don't be like, well, what about this? What about this? That's a generalization. I get there's a couple more things. But most of the things that we fear on a daily basis aren't actually valid fears because most of the times if we try something and screw up the risk isn't actually that great and so sometimes something good to do is ask yourself what's the worst possible outcome here if I go talk to that cute girl what's the worst possible outcome if I try to start this business what's the worst possible outcome if I reach out to this person that I've wanted to reach out to forever because I want them on my podcast, what's the worst possible outcome? Most of the time, you'll find that, oh, it's not that bad. I'm going to do it. So that was a lot, um, but all that stuff I find to be very relevant. And I hope it's getting your mind uh, thinking about a lot of things in your life. But now I'm going to share with you two actual tangible things you can do on a daily basis, weekly basis, however you want to do it to overcome fear. One I learned from the Dalai Lama and it is called analytical meditation. And analytical meditation is this idea of sitting with your thoughts and deciding if they are true or not. So what you do is you sit down and you sit with this thought that's on your mind. So maybe fear jumps in, right? So some fearful thought jumps into your head and you sit down and the question you ask yourself is, is this a true thought? And what you can do is analyze your own thought. That's why it's called analytical meditation. So maybe, again, just to stick with the girl example, I want to go talk to a cute girl, and the fear trigger in my brain says, no, you shouldn't go do that. And so I sit with it for two seconds, and I say, 
Is this a true thought? Should I be afraid of doing this? And you do what I just said, and you can think about, well, what's the worst possible outcome? Is this actually a life-threatening scenario? No, no, no. Okay, well, I should go act on that. So oftentimes, you can use analytical meditation in the moment, but oftentimes it's more of a reflective tool. So you can be sitting at your home and ask yourself, what was I afraid of today? Or what thoughts held me back? And think about the validity of those thoughts and start to diminish them. So just like get them out of your brain and basically analyze them, break them down. So in the future, when those thoughts pop up again, you'll be ready and say, oh no, I already analyzed this thought and I know it's not valid. So that's one little bit more complex way of overcoming fear, but it's pretty simple, right? Sit with your thoughts and say, "Mm, is this a valid true thought? If it is, then you got to respect it. But if it isn't, then know that next time you're in the same situation, the same thought pops up, you're going to be a better person and you're going to be able to act despite the fear of being present. And then with regards to confidence and how to build it, right? Because that's a big part of overcoming fear too is having the confidence to act. This is the one of the best models that I've found out there in my research, the three C's of confidence by Brendan Bouchard. And it is courage, competence, and connection. And a lot of the stuff that we've talked about today has already gone over these things. So starting with one, courage. Like I said, courage is acting despite fear being present. So how do you build build courage? Like we said, you fear chase. You do the things that you're afraid of. And over time, you start to realize, like I said, fear is just an abstract concept. And a lot of the things in life that we are afraid of, we don't need to be. And once you start getting in the habit of fear chasing, you're going to be more comfortable with the idea of acting despite your fear. So that's how that step one is courage. Step two is conf- competence, right? Sometimes we're afraid or unconfident because we just feel like we don't know enough. So how do you build competence? You study. You study. That's what you do. You learn, right? So for me, my goal is for this to be the number one self-improvement podcast for Gen Z. I know I'm not good enough yet, and that's okay. I am not good enough to be there. So what I have to do, I have to practice. I have to speak more. I have to study the greats. I have to interview more people. I have to do more solo episodes. I have to keep practicing, and my confidence will build over time. So step one was courage, which means fear chase. Step two was competence, which means get better at your craft. And step three is connection. Build a network of individuals. And this is one of the, actually the, one of the coolest things I think I've discovered in my journey that I don't talk about probably enough. On my journey, I've made sure to connect with every person my age who is doing something similar to me. One, because I think they're really cool individuals and I love what they're doing and I think that our purposes align. But two, I know that no matter what I do in my life, if I completely flop and completely fail, I have a whole network of individuals that are interested in the same things as me, that I have a relationship with, that I can reach out to and potentially work for them, get a job for them. And now connection goes way beyond that, obviously. It goes to your support system, your family, your mentors, um, X, Y, and Z. But when you start to build connections and start to build a network, a tribe of mentors, it starts to feel pretty hard to completely fall on your face and fail because you have so many people who are in your corner and on your side. And so the three C's of confidence to review them, courage, competence, and connection, and the tool for overcoming fear, analytical meditation, but also we talked about fear chasing, and then three, learning from your failures and using them as motivation and understanding that it's not about the outcome, it's about the process and who you become on your journey. So 
I talked about a lot today. And the reason why I kind of had it more scrambled and all over the place is because I wanted to see just what resonated with you. There's a lot of ways to overcome fear. There's a lot of ways to gain confidence. And so what I want you to do now is take the notes in your phone, open them up, and write down the thing that stuck out to you the most. What's the one thing you're going to take away from this? Or maybe it's more, but at least one. What's the one thing you're going to take away from this episode today to start overcoming your fear and gaining confidence? So I really appreciate you tuning this episode. Like I said, my dream and my desire and my goal is to develop myself fully to reach my full potential and help you do the same. And so actually what I'm doing is I'm starting to implement this new thing for my audience. And I realize I want to provide more value to the audience. It's all about me providing more value and being a guide on people's journey. And so I am now doing a free 30-minute call with any audience member reaches out, any single one, free 30-minute call about how to make your dreams into a reality. And basically what my goal for each call is one big thing. I want you to walk away with one big thing. And so it's not going to be me giving you advice or, or imparting what I think you should do. This is going to be me using the skills I've learned from podcasting, from coaching, and from being an active listener to help guide you to make the decisions that you need to make in order to make your dreams a reality. Maybe that's to make a plan. Maybe that's overcoming a limiting belief. Maybe that's uh, creating a seven-step action step for, for massive change in your life. Maybe it's becoming more clear in your purpose. Maybe it's figuring out how to grow your business. Maybe it's figuring out how to start your business. Whatever it might be, we can cover it. So free 30-minute call, anybody who reaches out. I'm going to leave you my number at the end of every episode now so you can literally just text me and say, hey, Tim, I listened to the Dreamology podcast, episode whatever. I'm interested in the 30-minute call, and we can set it up. So my number is 612-710-4605. Put that on your phone. Text me whenever you want, honestly. Even if you don't want to set up a 30-minute call, just text me and say, hey, here's what's going on in my life. Um, do you have any content recommendations or, or any questions you can ask me to help me guide me on my journey? Whatever it might be, my number is always open for you. I appreciate you guys. I love you all, and I will see you next time. Go make those dreams a reality. 